Welcome to Tech Law Chat, our series of Coffee Break podcasts from Four Pump Court. I'm Matthew Levy. And I'm Ian Munro. Today's topic is smart contracts. Ian, what's today's scenario? My client Freddie has a new business idea. His fashion company pays social media influencers for product placement and appearances. And he is considering whether he should replace his standard written contracts with computer code. So uh, by computer code, you presumably mean uh, smart contracts? Yes, exactly. And when we talk about smart contracts these days, generally we mean not just a bit of computer code performing a contractual function, but something that does that sitting on a blockchain platform. Is that what's envisaged here? Yes, that's part of his plan. Essentially, he's looking to develop contracts that will automatically pay influencers for the actions they take. As part of that, I think he wants to have some kind of oracle. And by oracle, what we mean here is a piece of software which will identify whether the conditions for payment will be met, a piece of software that sits outside of the blockchain. And presumably Freddie hopes that the result will be something deterministic and thus predictable, which counts out intermediaries and is self-enforcing. Well, that's the dream, essentially, but... He's worried that the contract he's imagining won't be recognised under English law. There are certainly some enthusiasts who argue that smart contracts, certainly modern-day pure contracts running on blockchains, live outside the law entirely because a combination of the automation and the crypto makes the law completely redundant. There's that mantra, isn't there? Code is law. Exactly right. But of course... That doesn't mean that a smart contract isn't capable of being a contract. And indeed, a smart contract is capable of meeting the basic requirements for a contract under English law. Whether those requirements are in fact met in any case will depend on the party's words and conduct in the usual way. So fundamental issues, right? Such as, can we identify offer and acceptance? Did the parties intend legal relations? Is there consideration? I presume in a commercial context... The answer to that is likely to be yes, yes, yes. Uh, Almost certainly, but it's a guarded almost certainly. As ever, it all turns on the facts. Returning to the enthusiasts, I think that sometimes when people say code is law, they don't really mean that. What they really mean is that with a self-executing smart contract, many forms of contractual dispute simply don't arise in practice because payments are made automatically and there's therefore no real scope for dispute about payment. But that's different to sidestepping legal frameworks altogether, and there are still plenty of disputes that can arise. Misrepresentation, mistake, duress, fraud. These sorts of issues that happen in commercial dealings don't go away just because you happen to be dealing with a smart contract. Yes, and even performance issues can be contentious, and that's because although the code may be deterministic, The inputs to that code can come from the outside. For example, as we've discussed, the oracle. All that may mean that you get things going wrong. Absolutely right. Uh, And uh, the the old adage, uh, garbage in, garbage out. If you can't trust the oracle, it doesn't matter how cryptographically secure the blockchain is. So an important thing to bottom out here, if we need to understand whether any of these things are going to be a problem for Freddie, is exactly what Freddie has in mind with his smart contracts. Does he actually want to replace his written contracts wholesale with code? Or does he just want to automate part of his contractual performance? 
There's also the hybrid model of a framework agreement in traditional form, which then allows for a smart contract to implement certain parts of the business relationship. I think Freddie's most interested in that most novel proposition, where the actual contract, the whole of it, is code and running on blockchain. What are your thoughts on the pros and cons of that? Yeah, I suppose the um, the supervening question is why he wants to do it. Uh, but uh, we've already touched on some of the perceived benefits, like the efficiencies of self-executing agreements. Yes, and cutting out intermediaries, as you said, and re- reducing the incentives for costly formal dispute resolution. And where you're dealing with a subject matter that can work wholly within the ecosystem, you get high levels of integrity, resilience and traceability thanks to the blockchain, which gives you a decentralised and distributed cryptographically secure platform for deploying and executing the contract. But the flip side of that immutability of blockchains and the unstoppable self-execution of smart contracts is that coding errors can have dramatic consequences. So if Freddy hands control of the code to Bob, then he better make sure that Bob, the developer, wrote what Freddie intended and that the software has no bugs. Another obvious limitation to mention is that smart contracts struggle with ambiguity and nuance. Coding something that assesses, say, a measurable value that reaches a specific threshold is obviously easy enough, but assessing something like whether a service provider has exercised reasonable care and skill, not so much. And I think this is where Freddie gets into real trouble. Yes, so if you're trying to use a smart contract to track human endeavours, you need to be thinking in terms of obligations which have measurable outputs. So, for example, payments can be released on the achievement of a certain number of page impressions and clicks on a video uh, that the Oracle confirms mention the sponsor, because that would be a good measurable way of seeing what the influencers actually up to and whether they're fulfilling their part of the bargain. Yes, but doesn't that beg the question, what is sufficient product placement in a video or some kind of communication? Because obviously not every plug is going to be equal. And the problems get worse, don't they, where you've got physical appearances? Well, that's true. Uh, Something like physical appearances is going to be very, very difficult. How are you going to measure it? I I suppose you could capture GPS information or time-stamped posts on social media, But um, that becomes a bit Big Brotherish, doesn't it? Yeah, a whole host of privacy concerns. Uh, And also practically quite complex. Uh, And by the way, of course, when you have extra complexity, you're introducing a whole bunch of scope for error. Uh, Perhaps more fundamentally, mere appearance, i.e. being in a place at a time, is probably not what Freddie actually wants to measure. Presumably, he wants to know whether his personality has appeared at an event and behaved in the sort of way the contract requires. Uh, Interacting with people, smiling, playing the part, a mere appearance may not be enough. So we're quickly moving into quite tricky territory for a deterministic piece of code. Yeah, much, much harder to translate all that into data points that can be captured, measured and lead to payout of money. Exactly right. I I suspect if Freddie really does want to go down this path, he'll need to make significant compromises in order to fully link payments to readily measurable values. I I suppose perhaps as part of the written contract, there may be some repetitive, readily automatable processes that can be run purely on chain, perhaps with with an oracle. Uh, And he can perhaps execute some aspects of the contractual relationship that way. Uh, But setting it up piecemeal like that may not actually be commercially sensible. I agree. In a nutshell, 
We all know that natural language has its shortcomings, but that doesn't necessarily make code better. Blockchain smart contracts do have real promise for some use cases, but you need to be clear on what you want to achieve. Whether the characteristics of smart contracts are a good fit for your use case and whether the proposal is practical. If your contract is really intended to support some kind of collaborative or complex performance, then a smart contract won't perform that role, at least by itself. Thank you for listening to our introductory podcast about smart contracts. For references and citations, visit us at techlaw.chat. And if you feel so inclined, please do subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is provided for the purposes of general education and entertainment only and does not constitute legal advice. The presenters disclaim all liability for the consequences of reliance being placed on what they have said. The value of investments can go down as well as up and you may never recover the time devoted to listening to this podcast.